You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Great to be with you as always. I'm Jeff. There's Ira and Corey. Now, this one... As we get kind of back rolling here, had to be recorded from uh, our various homes. So it is pre-recorded. If you're in the chat, thanks for watching. But we're not going to be able to answer your questions today. We'll be back at it normal next week. But uh, as it pertains to today's show, it That's is my fault, live. by the way. You let people know it's my fault again that we're, we're not live in studio. Well, I mean, this one I'm going to let slide a little more than some of the others, Corey, because you are actually going to a doctor's appointment without getting too yes. detailed. Um, well, it's my so- stomach stuff. I got, I got a GI visit. I'll let people know I'm an open book. Yeah, uh, I'll yeah. let people, I'll let people know. So I, I have a GI visit that I, I needed to go. I needed to go to, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, so, I couldn't put this one off. So hopefully uh, you guys will be, uh, you know, Forgiving this time around. Right. By the way, our thanks to Register Sausage, as always, uh, for their support of Seminole Headlines. And, of course, why wouldn't they? We've grown their business in a way they could never have done. Uh, simply on their own. Uh, it is uh, – I cannot wait for the payoff when the renewed negotiations occur, when we sit back at the table next year. This is going to be a windfall for the three of us. Right. Uh, of in, in a similar fashion that it was a windfall for Register Sausage. Yeah, one, uh, I'll grant you – well, I was going to say, once the pork prices come down, I think Ben's going to feel a lot better about his uh, his endeavors. Sure. But I do have some breaking news. Uh-oh. This isn't totally confirmed, but this is what I'm hearing from the grapevine. The hooligans in Alaska, what they, they might be able to have uh, registered sausage shipped to them very soon. So we know they don't have permanent addresses. They're all <laughs> vagabonds on the run from the law. But if yeah. they're in a place long enough where they can receive a shipment – it looks like registers soon will be able to ship directly to Alaska and oh, they can get their registered sausage. I don't, I'll be honest. I don't know how I feel about that because I don't want registered sausage to be the last thing a murder victim eats <laughs> before while they're in the cellar before they, they know they're about to die, but he feed, he feeds them one last meal of sausage. No, I actually think the opposite is true. Corey, if you're going to have to die, you've been captured by a serial killer in Alaska wouldn't you want that as opposed to a slice of bologna? Yeah, you I get andouille, you get a little andouille or yeah, some jalapeno like, cheddar. Okay, okay right, I see what you're saying. Tough by set the- of circumstances, but I've got some <laughs> registered sausage here. This is really good. By the way, uh, elite headliner Sean, uh, the original elite headliner, yeah. sent me a voice text of him pronouncing andouille 
because he he's spent a lot of time in New Orleans. Sure. And he's uh, taken umbrage to our various pronunciations. So anyway, so, I, so I can, well. you, can you repeat how he said it? I mean, I think it was just Andouille. I think it was just Andouille. <laughs> like it wasn't. Right. I listened to it, and it wasn't. It just. It didn't have the Andouille or whatever. Or the, the Cajun accent. Andouille. Yeah. <laughs> Did he put an emphasis on the first half of the word or the second half? Man, the problem with voice text is they disappear. So I went back to try to listen to it again, and it was gone. But I think it was just Andouille. It like okay. I listened to it, and I was like, "What's the big deal, buddy?" But. So Manchester sausage, uh, we we can't move forward without me going, yay, sausage. Yes, right, and, now reg- it's official. and registermeats.com is a website, and uh, they will deliver apparently to at least 49 of the states. We, we're, not, we're still not sure about Hawaii. I don't think they're ever going to be able to deliver to Hawaii. That seems too much. Yeah, that seems too much to ask for. Uh, all right, so spring practice starts back up. I want uh, to start by noting that on warchant.com, Ira has addressed it. This is the last we're going to talk about it. All you sons of bitches who are still clamoring for more quarterbacks to be brought in. He has told you it can't happen. It won't happen. It's never going to happen. Look at these bums and where they went. There's nobody available. That article can be read on warchant.com. That, that I sums I summarized pretty, it, did I summarize it pretty well? You, you did. I think you could have saved me a lot of time. And uh, I had uh, Austin uh, helping us out, help me out with some of the research. He dug up some of the – uh, the research for it. But yeah, I mean, there's, I think we found like 40 something, about 45 or so uh, quarterbacks who went from one FBS school to another FBS school. And only 10 of them went to schools where there was actually a quarterback. And none of them were a Jordan Travis. And the other ones that they went to, well, probably five of them are, are probably going to be the starter at their new school of those 10 that went to schools that already have a quarterback. Probably five of them are already starters this spring because they went to schools that had terrible quarterbacks coming back. And then the other five, four of them are younger guys who are going to sit and probably wait their turn. But I, my point was, okay, so maybe the pool of guys you could have found from FBS schools to come be a backup to Jordan Travis in case he gets hurt are four guys who really haven't played either and wouldn't have done much to make you feel better about this season. So it stinks, It's but I think it's life in college football in 2022. You don't have P.T. Willis's and Danny Cannell's and guys like that on the bench. It just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they all transfer because they don't win the starting job, and they're like, "I'm out of here. Screw it." Yeah, it's it's. Uh, there was a time everybody knows famously for those younger viewers and listeners. Uh, there was a time where Florida State was a factory in which you sat your turn all the way through your red shirt to you were redshirt junior, right. and then you got an opportunity to play once the other guy departed, and usually the other guy was a Heisman candidate. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then from there, you stepped in to fill those rather sizable shoes. And because Florida State was on such a roll, you became a Heisman candidate because, in all likelihood, you were immensely talented coming out of high school and you've had plenty of time in the system. And everybody knew with those receivers and that offensive line and the, you know, the loaded nature of those rosters that you were going to be great. Even if you weren't great, if you were Thad Busby good, you still put up big numbers. So, that 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 is long gone in the world of college football. It's especially been long gone at Florida State for some time now. Um, but you know, hey, at the end of the day, let's just knock on wood that Jordan Travis continues to progress. We'll get a chance to watch him again this week. In fact, practice starts back up today. I think there's a lot of intrigue surrounding the spring on into the fall. We've talked about it a lot already. 
The level of competition within each segment group is very intense. Uh, guys either fighting for starting positions, backup roles, uh, you know, whatever it might be, reps of some kind. Uh, that has been, to me, the story of camp so far. There's a lot we still have to see unfold. I am a little concerned we should address it. I know that we've talked about it. We, you know, obviously Warchan has addressed it as much as you can without complete knowledge of the future. But having an injury at the receiving core to the most experienced receiver you were bringing in due to a car accident, knock on wood, everybody's okay there again, um, is in my mind uh, fairly significant and very, very disappointing. Obviously not to be crass, there's more to life than football, but if we're addressing just the football, that really sucks. Yeah, are we, are we at the point now, Corey, with like Winston Wright where we could say, okay, the accident happened, I don't know, nine, ten days ago, and – it's awful, and thankfully everybody survived. But is it is it okay now to start? Yes, you know, just talking about the football side of it. And the fact, of course, that, yeah, you know, we felt was, bad on wake up about talking about it initially. I, I just had to keep qualifying it. Like, look, we we hope he's okay first. But this is a football show, and we do have to talk about how it impacts a football team. We're not being callous about it. Um, it's like, uh, do you remember the dude? Uh, Alabama had an offensive lineman that passed away over the summer, and this was probably ten years ago. And, uh, and he passed away in one of the writers, I think it was a sports illustrated guy. Like, well, Alabama was pretty prescient for working these other guys in at right guard <laughs> because I mean, do you remember that at I, all? The I, guy did, was like, I, I didn't at all until you said that. Now yeah. no, I think I did. He's yeah. like, Alabama was pretty prescient for working these other guys in at right guard because Smith died on Tuesday. Like just <laughs> the most callous thing you could ever write. It's unbelievable. So we're, we're not doing that. And Winston Wright is alive. But, yeah, man, when you talk about the impact on the football team, he's the guy you knew for sure what he was. Plug and play. Yeah, you knew what he was. Johnny Wilson and Pittman have never – they have a lot of potential, and they might end up being good, but they haven't proven at this level. This dude had, what, 100 catches the last two years? He was by far the most proven guy. Yeah. He had 60-something last year. And, you know, and I, and this is the thing where, like, part of me is like, man, Mike Norvell, when are you going to catch a break? Like, I know exactly. his, whole, his, whole exactly. thing is, his whole thing is preaching response because, you know, you got to respond to whatever comes your way. And it's like, dude, we've seen your responses. Like, all we've gotten is responses. Can you catch a break at some yeah. point? Have somebody hey. respond to you having a good team. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I said yesterday uh, on the wildly popular Jeff Cameron show. Hey, can uh, I interrupt real quick? Was Ira on the show yesterday? He, he was, was not. not. He he chose to to not be on the show yesterday. I don't. I'll know be honest. I was, was on there. my walk. I was on my walk, and I and I got on YouTube, and I kept. I'm like, all right, there's Jeff and Tom again. Nope. Let me fast forward. There's Jeff Tom again. Nope. Nope. I went all the way through the whole show and couldn't find Ira, and I threw my phone in the woods. I, well, I, I tried to. I tried to call in and Tom just kept hanging up on me. Okay. I was, gonna, <laughs> I, I, was I don't want to roll anybody, but Tom told me you weren't coming on that. I thought you had prior stuff. It's possible. I also think we did the smash Sunday night. So maybe he felt like people had enough of Ira and Jeff. So, uh, well, there's never enough of Ira and yeah, Jeff. Yeah, uh, we could do it. We could do a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday smash. Yeah, and everybody would be that. like, all right. Yeah. Um, but you were hey, saying uh, you were talking about Winston yesterday, apparently. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just I, – I think people could tell in my voice that I went from, okay, well, now you got to pivot and do this and this. I, I wanted to scream, drop an F-bomb at the top of my lungs. I mean, I'm sorry. You can be the most embittered and frustrated um, 
critic of Florida State football out there and not agree with me that Mike Norvell is a good coach. Let's just say that that's your viewpoint, right? You don't think he's a good coach. You don't think Florida State should have ever hired him. You haven't seen any evidence that he's a good coach. But you, even if you're that guy, you have to admit this poor bastard has been absolutely screwed at every turn. I mean, yeah. there's nothing else that could go wrong. Though so you go out and address the most glaring say that. you have. There's a lot more that there's a lot more that could go wrong. Don't put that in the universe that no, there's well, nothing else that could go wrong. I'm saying, I'm saying, like it is fairly evident to anybody, even the most harsh critic, that this guy can't catch a break. It's absurd. You uh, go do the right thing, and you bring in these receivers, and you find one that you know. Okay, look, this guy has proven it at the Power Five level for consecutive seasons. I know he can play. He's done it against great competition. Okay, I'll get him, and then we'll take a chance on some of these other guys that have upside. Let's hope they come in and play well, but at least I know I got this guy. Son of a – I mean, are you kidding me? But we're more concerned about Winston's welfare, so let's, <laughs> we hope you're okay, Winston. We really hope you're okay. Yeah, this is a yeah, football like show, so we have to talk about the impact of the football team. But, yeah, we hope you're okay, buddy. Winston, we hope you're okay and that you're back at practice on Tuesday. <laughs> right, right, that's what we hope. Frustrating. happening. I don't know. I, there's nothing more to say about it. It is it is very impactful, and now there's more pressure on these guys who are either returning starters or the guys they brought in who are very inexperienced, like you said, Corey, perhaps with upside. I do see if you're watching the feed here, well done. We do have hashtag we hope you're okay. Yeah, that's and, big. And, that's, that comes from the heart, for real. And, and you know Tom did that because he's got your spelled correctly with the apostrophe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, most we, people, we hope you're okay. Yeah. The but um yeah no the receiver position and again we'll we'll find out more as you said FSU gets back to practice today and Thursday going into their first scrimmage on Saturday we'll be out there people can follow all of our coverage at warchant.com uh, practice at four we'll get done about six thirty but we'll get maybe we'll get some update from Mike Norvell but from right now it doesn't sound I mean he's certainly not going to be back to the spring and uh, you know we're, we're we're we don't know whether or not he'll be available for the fall yet. We do. Incredibly they do have. It's really. It really is. But uh, the, you know, one positive is, in my opinion, and he hasn't even been full strength yet. But I mean, I assume he, he and Jakai Douglas would play the same position, right? A, a slot guy or close right. to it. And man, Jakai has looked good. Like not just good for Jakai, not just good for a Florida State receiver. Like he's looked good. Again, it was one week, but he he strung together some really nice days, and he and Jordan seem to have like a. A connection, I guess. I don't know. Jordan likes throwing to him. So that is a positive that Ja'Kai, to me, M Micah Pittman's looked good too, but Ja'Kai has looked like he's taken a next step, which could be really big. But, yeah, you certainly would rather have the guy with 100 catches in his and, career. You know, and I know, like, everybody was kind of ready for Pokey and Keyshawn to move on, and it's like, well, maybe, you know, Pokey, hang, hang tight, buddy. Yeah. Hang tight. Well, here, here's the thing with that. we got to take a quick break, but I, I'll say this. There's a place for Pokey. It's just he sure. can't be your one. Yeah. And we've said this before that look, if you're a, if Pokey's your three, okay, all right, you know, or your four, you're you're feeling all right about that. He just can't be your go-to receiver, and you know he's just not that guy. Well, the uh, analogy and the perfect analogy to that is like Anthony Polite was a great third third guy, third yeah. or fourth guy for Florida yeah. State basketball last year. This year, even before he got injured. And if, if he needs to be the guy, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's going to make things tough for you. Yeah. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk, Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Ho, ho, ho. 
Horizons it took, Bar and Grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn <laughs> off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang? Too? Oh, believe me, that was the best part. <laughs> I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like like Al Jarreau or something. <laughs> <laughs> Luther Vandross. Well, he was making sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, Their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing. Man, that's a great jingle game. From the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. You're damn right it is. Tallahassee off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's uh man, it's just it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week, like you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now. Let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio <laughs> Never in mind person, the food, you get to see the three of us. But yeah, the food and the the drinks, the the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working. At and Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food. I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song, but with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them Corey's singing with a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. It's, it's incredible. It just incredible. keeps growing. They're yes. so kind. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. 93.3 Real Talk, Radio War Chant TV. This is Seminal Headlines. Good to be with you, by the way. Just a quick reminder, today's show previously recorded just before we started. So if you guys are listening on 93.3, just know it's not uh, live right now. And if you're in the chat watching the show, we appreciate that. But also, we can't answer your questions in the chat this go around. We will have headliner questions next hour. Ira, uh, put the call out to everybody. I know. Uh, Corey, I assumed you did as well. I, I don't of know. Course. I didn't look. Yeah, Come, on. Yeah. Come on, man. I, I hope people, well. when they see previously recorded, don't think this is like last week's show. It literally, we're, we're recording it an hour early. Or yeah, hour yeah, no, it's early. like, yeah, it's, if this things are timely, happening folks. right now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're okay. We're okay. It also, it also should say previously recorded, Corey's fault. Like yeah, Corey's GI, yeah. Corey's GI appointment it screwed yeah. everything again. Second time, I we did it the first when we started this on YouTube. I, I had to take a because of the the skin cancer. Hey, I can't Corey, catch a break. I I have to tell you both a little uh, behind the scenes here for everybody. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> On the chat, it says literally recorded 1025 a.m. to him today, Corey's fault. Right. Um, so a little behind the curtain look at the Seminole Headlines uh, production team and mm. uh, and talent. Uh, I will tell you that I was on a mountain called Big Mountain in Whitefish, Montana. I got to the bottom of really mountain. creative people out there in Whitefish, Montana. Ooh, yeah, what should we mountain. call that? Big it's mountain. A mountain that's big. Let's call it Big yeah. Mountain. Great. Big mountain. So there's no confusing it. <laughs> and I got to the bottom and I, uh, it was whatever time it was out in Montana. I think it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. And I said, well, I've been up for several hours skiing. I've earned a very big beer and I'm going to go inside Ooh. and get one. And big so next to big mountain. They're, they're, they're apt to give you one there at the lodge at the base. And uh, I went in and got one and I saw the text thread that Corey sent that, Hey guys, sorry, I got a doctor's appointment Tuesday. And Ira's response almost made me spit my beer out. I thought it was perfect. <laughs> As he said, you and your Tuesday doctor's appointments. <laughs> well, it's crazy. Not that I wasn't compassionate about your right. situation. Yeah. You didn't not even that, ask me what it was. Not that you didn't I ask me what the doctor's appointment was. Yeah. Not that I, now Winston knows how we are. It's not just about you, Winston. It's how yeah. we you are. Should have, you should have wrote... You should have written that text, you and your Tuesday doctor's appointments, hashtag, I hope you're okay. Yeah, yeah, perfect. 
Yeah, he didn't though. He didn't. He he didn't give me the well wishes. He gave Winston Wright. That's for sure. No, but I laughed. I literally was drinking a beer, and I was like, "That's <laughs> awesome!" Because you texted what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, I, you know, Corey, there are other days of the week. Doctor's appointments can exist on a Thursday. I know. I know. Friday. Yeah, yeah. That was my fault, gang. My fault. Not only the day, but smack dab at two o'clock. Right in the yeah. middle. It's not even like if I'd done it at 245, I could have done an hour of the show at least. But no, I did it right in the middle where I couldn't do either. Well, uh, that's like uh, today's developments, which, again, I'll continue. We're an open book here on some of the headlines. My wife today tells me as she's walking out the door this morning, hey, listen, I hope you don't have practice today. So what do you mean practice? I don't, I'm not playing on a team. She goes, no, you're not going over to practice, are you, today? They're not practicing today. So what do you, what, yes, of course they are practicing today. I told you when we were flying back that the, this was going to be a busy week. They're starting back practice. She goes, oh, well, you got to pick up the boys at 4.30. I need you to pick them up and take them to the dentist. Oh, at 4.30? Oh, I said, they're closed. She goes, no, uh, I don't want to get into the details of who their dentist is. It's not Birch Orthodontics because this is an actual dentist appointment, not Birch. Right. And, and so anyhow, I said, okay, well, we're going to have to talk about that. And then <laughs> I was, that was, that's how that ended. Her walking out the right. door, me pouring coffee, going, we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> Great, man. I'm, just awesome. gonna, I'm just gonna let you guys know that you know ira and kim have a different relationship yeah. ira ira explains what's gonna happen exactly uh, you know Kim's you guys can work on marching that. orders you, you guys can work on that but you know how it, how it rolls in the show fellow house it's you know, my, my, my favorite part of that is i can envision this moment in which ira walks in kim's crocheting yeah and yeah iris the whole says, house is yarn yeah iris says put your damn yarn down for a second makes me a pot pie yeah uh while you're heating up my dinner uh <laughs> I, I want you to know i won't be back tomorrow till whenever it is i get back yeah i, I mean, might not ever come back it, we'll it, see maybe it'd, be, it'd be, be like nine or ten o'clock i feel like we've done almost anything we could do to raise these three girls I'm about out. I'm, I'm going to take it on down the road for a week. <laughs> when I do get back, though, I know what's going to happen. This place is going to be clean. Yeah, the yarn's going to be picked up. <laughs> and that, that is going to be warm. Yeah. And uh, and then I might have to go cover practice. So we'll talk. We'll see. That's yeah. how this is going to go. Yeah. That's how it's going to go. That's I'm out here accurate. making moves, woman. I'm out yeah. here making moves so that the show fellas can prosper. Look at this place. Yeah, yeah you no, think this I, yarn I, is cheap? You think this yarn is free? Yeah, look at all the yarn behind you, Kim. <laughs> what do you think bought that yarn? Yeah, we're kidding. <laughs> oh, so anyhow, back to the team, and uh, somebody from Warchant.com will be out there today. Several people, uh, yes. and I know I'm going to be there Thursday, and there's a chance I'll be there today, but I have to have that conversation. Uh, that, that, that said. Um, I, I don't know. What are you guys looking forward to this week as they get headed towards the first scrimmage? I really wish we would obviously be there for that first scrimmage. Maybe the three of us, our sneaky ways, will find a way to uh, to watch that uh, scrimmage on Saturday. I don't know. We're not saying we're going to do that. Just I saying. can't, uh, guys. I don't. I'm breaking news here. I can't watch the scrimmage because my son is in the play Oklahoma on Saturday night, and oh. I have to go watch that. So no, I'm glad the scrimmage is closed because I would have I would have hated to break Brady's heart and tell him his old man I think couldn't the be scr- there to watch a musical. Scrimmage is in the morning, buddy. You could make the drive up to Atlanta that afternoon, but it's closed, it's right? Cool. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's, that's too bad because I really was looking for an excuse not to have to go watch an eighth grade performance of Oklahoma. I was about to say that tests the boundary of your love. Oh, buddy, yes, it does. <laughs> it does. I. 
I like watched a scene because I know his character and I watched a scene that his character's in and like a, a song that he has to sing. And I'm like, this is awful. And this is a paid professional actor doing this and a famous, I, I can't imagine what this eighth grade nonsense is going to look like. So mm. good luck kids at Osborne middle. You're going to do it. You're going to knock it out of the park. I'm sure. Yeah. And Corey will be there to support you. Yeah. So, but what I'm looking forward to uh, just this whole week in general, don't roll your eyes, but I'm serious. We back to the quarterbacks. And Ira talking about if they're going to bring somebody in, if Rodemaker can still look like he did at the end of last week, you start to feel a little bit better about what you got. I'm being honest. Ira, back me up. You watched him. Yeah, no, I've, I, and I've been the one that's been cautioning everybody to not just throw in the talent Tate Rodemaker uh, since last season because I thought there were times in practice last season uh, when he looked pretty good. And when he did get in briefly, he didn't look nearly as bad as he did in the spring or, or the year before. I think Jeff's Jeff's still scarred because he was down there on the field when Tate went in there for the spring game, and yeah. whatever happened, happened. We're not going to talk uh, about that A complete meltdown happened, Ira. But, a complete but, meltdown but, but in the fall, in practice, I think he started looking better, and I think he's looked better this spring. Yeah, man, I mean, we've always known he could throw the football. There's no question of that. The question was the awareness, the speed of the game, getting the ball out of his hands quickly, and that seems to be coming along now, granted, it hasn't been like real true scrimmage situations. So that's right. what we have to see. Hey, so the whole thing is this. All three of us have stated repeatedly that he has physical tools. There's no getting around that. He's a very good athlete. He's a big, strong kid. He's tall. He's got a good arm. He throws the deep ball extremely well. I love that sideline pattern. He throws that as well as anybody on this team. Better than Jordan. Better than most of the guys yeah. on this team. Everybody on this team. He throws it really well. He's never thrown that pass or any consistently good passes in moments where it's live, if you will. It's a scrimmage. It's a spring game. It's a real game. We've never seen it happen, and maybe it will. I'm not here to say it can't happen. I'm rooting for that kid because they need a viable backup. And if he's good, they've got one because he does have the tools. And, we you know, every cliche under the sun, he's a coach's kid and all that other stuff. But, man – He's not devoid of talent. None of us will know, though. And I think everybody, even if you're a big proponent of his, uh, we would all hold our breath if he gets put in a situation where it matters. You know, it's a yeah. game or it's or if it's, you know, a scrimmage or whatever. I, I need to see him do it there because I'm rooting for him. Right. But in, in this was the other part of, point I was making in that column, though, and I'm sure – People are going to be throwing stuff at me when they read, read when they read that column because everybody wants a good backup quarterback. But really, there aren't many teams that even have a good backup quarterback. Forget about the transfer portal. I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks in this conference, Sam Hartman's backup quarterback has never played. Phil Jerkovich at Boston College, his backup quarterback has barely never played. Um, there's, it's not like there's a bunch of teams that have backups. Like you could have the best quarterback in the country. If your backup goes down, you're going to be in trouble. Now the 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 uh, special situation here with Jordan is his durability. And the questions about, you know, it, can he make it through a season? Those guys, some of those guys have Phil Jerkovich didn't, but some of those guys have made it through full seasons by themselves. And so that, that creates a little bit of a predicament, but it's not like there's a lot of teams with proven backups. And if yeah. you don't have one, it's very difficult to get one because who wants to transfer in to be your backup if they have yeah. any experience at all. And you think about like if Devin Leary went down at NC State, His what guys happens are, to that? Or Van Dyke it, it, yeah. in Miami, what happens Leary, to those teams? Leary's backup, I think, is throwing nine passes in his career. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so like, look, but but you're right. The the one question is, I don't think any of us have ever quite. Well, we have, but I think Florida State fans know that Jordan Travis can play. 
he's a solid-ish to good-ish quarterback. Uh, maybe turns into a really good quarterback. But again, it's just, can you count on that guy? It, what are the chances that your backup quarterback is not going to have to play significant minutes this season? I would say close to zero. And I'm not talking about games, but at least a series or two or a, a half or two or something. That's just It just seems like that's an inevitability where maybe at these other schools, they don't feel that. Like Van Dyke, I don't, I don't know that he got hurt. He might have um, when he started, started games for Miami last year. But Devin Leary missed time two years ago, right? And that right. was why Bailey Hawkman was playing. Right, and then their season went in the tank. The question, yeah. I guess, would be you're you're looking at the possibility of uh, the only real option, because, because again, I don't think you were going to be able to get somebody to come in as a proven backup, proven player to come be a backup. Spencer Rattler was not coming here to back up Jordan Travis. The only option, I guess, would have been uh, – one, one would have been, as you pointed out earlier, maybe go get a Division two guy or an FCS guy maybe and try to make that happen. Uh, but that would be a jump up in competition. The only other really thing to do would have been to cut bait with Jordan Travis and bring right. in a Hoss. Well, that's what but, I was going to say. When you say Spencer Rattler wasn't coming here to back up Jordan Travis, right. no, he wasn't. But he would have come in and been your starting quarterback. You would have had I, to have, if he would, was interested. Right. You would have had to have say Jordan, we're done, and then bring in somebody else, and then hope it works with them. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know. There's yeah. no guarantees. And other I than. Think- the kid from Oklahoma. I was going to say, Caleb Williams, Florida State, just know, I'm 100% confident in this. If Caleb Williams said he wanted to come to Florida State, right. Norvell would have been, hey, Jordan, we got to talk. <laughs> Jordan, you up? Hey, hey, J-Trav, you up? We, we got to have a conversation. Like, there's no way he's saying no to Caleb Williams because he doesn't want to hurt Jordan Travis's feelings. Right. Maybe even with Spencer Rattler, too, although I don't think he's as good as Caleb Williams. Yeah. But that's well, about it. Plus, there's nobody else a- that does it. There's questions about Spencer, you know, Spencer as a teammate and all that right. stuff too. Yeah. Well, also, Corey, you don't have to speculate. He lost his job to Caleb Williams. Yeah, so, well, that, that's true. The proof is there. He's not as yeah, good. He, Spencer's not as good as Caleb Williams. Yeah, they were smart. on the same team. Yeah, yeah, there's actually – that's a great experiment. <laughs> yeah. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. It will be fascinating to see, and welcome back, some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. It will be fascinating to see how Jordan plays. And I don't mean the quality of his play. Obviously, we hope he plays well. And for Florida State to have any success, he's going to have to play well. And I think we assume he will because the offensive line is going to be better. They have, uh, in theory, more weapons at wide receiver uh, than they had. They have 47 tight ends on the roster. If a second yeah. one could emerge to be even decent, then maybe, again, you have more options. Um but but I'm curious how he plays in terms of being a runner because he is the guy now and we don't have any proven backup and there is no experienced quarterback that transferred in from UCF or anywhere else, right? You you now know you got to make it through a season. And I think ideally, obviously, you never want to limit yourself, especially if you have a unique ability. And he has an ability that very few people who have ever played the position have in terms of making guys miss and utilizing his, uh, his, his skill set as a runner. But – Maybe maybe less running around would be ideal. Obviously, if uh, if somebody 
a second or a third receiver could emerge, then we can get into a rhythm throwing the football and then only run when you absolutely have to. If partly just because, A, that's ideal to open up your playbook, but B, because we need you to stay healthy, man. You can't well, be out I, here running every play. I mean, I do think that that's – obviously that's what they want him to – they want him to be more of a drop-back passer. They want him to stay in the pocket. But – and I think Corey's made this point before, and I think it's exactly – we should go back and look at all the times Jordan's got shaken up in a game. But it seems like most of them have been when he's been – throwing not when he's yeah. been running last year last year was the the wake forest game uh that stupid the hail, hail mary. mary between and it wasn't a stupid call that was on jordan like there's yeah, a Jordan's dude coming right at you you got to get the you can't wait till he's in your chest plate to throw the ball you just you can't do that so that he got banged up in that when he couldn't play couldn't finish that game which was a big deal because the other kid couldn't score a touchdown and then, um, and then the Florida game. I think that was a pass too. I think it was think. a pass. He landed. He got drilled in the pocket. They yeah. missed a. They missed a block, and he got hammered from behind. And he. I, fell on I the honestly shoulder. thought last year he did a really good job of when he got the yardage he needed to get. He either got down or got out of bounds. I think that was that was instilled in him. He didn't. Ma- he didn't have a lot. Too many plays where he tried to make a guy miss that he shouldn't have, and, and took a huge hit. The Syracuse game and the which is fine, and then the Louisville game. There, there's two moments where he did, and I think he was trying to exude toughness and and get his team back. I love how competitive he is, so it's it's such a catch twenty two because because if he lowers his shoulder and gets an extra four yards, that fires everybody up. Yeah. And of course, if you do that and you injure yourself, yeah. we're screwed. Yeah, so. I, I mean, yeah, I definitely unless it's a game winning drive, Jordan Travis does not need to be running over anybody. I mean, it, because it's just – it's like when Ponder tried to tackle the dude to Clemson. Just, man, like, we know you're tough. Like, that's cool, yeah. but you're the quarterback. And yeah. to know the situation, if you're fighting for yards on a game-winning drive, yeah. and lay it on the line. But if it's in the second quarter, dude, nobody cares how tough you are. They need yeah. you – they don't have any other options, really, proven options at least. You have to stay in the game. So so that's the thing. I mean, and Jordan, Jimbo used to say that all the time. I mean, he would – because people would – talk about Ponder and maybe he runs too much and because he was banged up and then, you know, EJ and, it's, and Jimbo would always say most quarterbacks have, most quarterbacks get hurt in the pocket. It's not when they're running because uh, they can, when they're running, they can see they can what's see coming. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think, but, but you don't need any of the unnecessary. There have been times Jordan has stayed in the game after some of those toughness plays like you're talking about, but man, you see him winding up his shoulder. You know, oh, he yeah, doesn't look right. I'm not a doctor. And so I don't know what he was diagnosed with last year, but clearly the shoulder has been a problem for him his whole career. Like he's had shoulder issues. Like that is an area that has been compromised and you see it. It's almost instantaneous. When he gets up, there's that sagging of the shoulder and you're like, man, I mean, it's just a problem area. You know, everybody's got him. I'm not saying he's weak. It just sucks, but that, that is a problem. So we, we can't have that. I'm curious, by the way, we were talking about Tate last uh, segment. If you think it, it, either of your opinion here, if he was forced to play like a significant amount of games, do you think he'd perform well? Do you feel like he's grown up and taken a step forward? Do you think there's confidence there that wasn't? I would. What I would say is this: I think he needs to have something good happen when the lights are on, and I think that could change. I know, like last spring, before the spring game, if you can, if you can take yourself back before. I know that's scarred yeah. in your memory. But if you can go back before the screen, there were a couple practices. He was good. That he looked really good. I think there was an open practice at the stadium yes. where he yes. looked really good. And I texted somebody that's close to him and I said, hey, man, Tate looks really good because they weren't there. And they said, man, just if he gets some confidence, watch out. And they, that was somebody who knows him. And they were saying, you know, he he needs to get some confidence that he could play at this level. So I really think he just needs to. And then they, 
you know, he gets forced into action as a true freshman, and I still don't like the play call against Jacksonville State. Anyway, but, he, you know, he has just terrible things happen the first couple times he gets into games. So any confidence he might have had was probably shattered. So to me, I just think if he could have something good happen early in a game, they could call a couple plays to get him some confidence. I think he can do it, but I, I really think he needs to have something good happen to, to believe it. I think it, I mean, I, I think it could be as much as having a good spring game. That could you know do what I mean? It, yeah. Like he, he did, you know, last year it was so, you know, Milton did what he did in the spring game, which was not what he was doing in practice, but all of a sudden he's dropping dimes from the sky in the spring game. And then Jordan Travis was already a guy, you, you know, and then you're looking at Chubba, who's the future. And right. then Tate went in there and just was not good. Just didn't look like he belonged really, honestly. And I'm not saying he doesn't, but he didn't then. So if he goes and has another spring game, sort of like that, where he just looks kind of out of sorts, that might be, I mean, literally, and I hate to do this, but confidence wise, you're going to say to yourself, okay, so I'm just going to be good in practice. And then when the lights come on, it does, I'm ter- I'm not any good anymore. And I'm never, you know, it's a tough mental hump to get over. But if sure. he goes and has a good spring practice, a good spring game, I'm sorry, um, all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm putting it, I'm putting it out there. And it's going to be pressure on him because hell, I, I've been talking about him like he's, uh, you know, like he's Jameis Winston for the last week and a half. So as this spring goes and he keeps building and doing well, we hope, there's going to be a lot of pressure on for fans to see. Okay, let's see what Tate. Let's see what Tate Rodemaker actually looks like this year. And, and if he does, if he does poorly in the spring game, people will be done with him. That'll right? be that, that'll be the key because no matter no matter what he does in practice, no matter what he does in these scrimmages with an empty stadium, he's going to feel different when he steps on that field on that yes. Saturday, April yeah. 9th, right? Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of pressure on him, and I, I how you internalize that, how you deal with that as a player, that's different for every person. There comes a time where for some players, the light turns on and you get it and the game slows down and you feel comfortable in that situation, even with the pressure. Other guys, they never are able to translate their skill set from the practice field in, in, into a game day situation. So that's why we're all holding our breath. We want it for him because we're not bad people. You root for kids to do well. But B, I think for Florida State, it's 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 imperative that they find that he can play or not. Uh, you don't want A.J. Duffy to have to back up uh, a situation where he comes in as a true freshman and has to play. Now, I'm not saying he couldn't do a good job, and he's obviously had moments in these practices where he's been awesome. Um, but – I mean, he's a true freshman. You just don't want to have to continue this cycle where you're thrusting guys into action well before they're mentally and physically prepared to play. So you need AJ – I mean, excuse me, you you, need Tate Rodemaker to play well. Let me ask you guys this. Would you – if you were the head coach, sometimes a head coach can kind of manage things in a spring game to give somebody a better chance for success. Like part of the Tate's problem a lot of times in the past has been, you know, if you're rolling them out there with the threes, man, I don't – what's going to happen? I mean, if you're Mike Norvell, could you figure out a way to maybe – Get him some. I'm not saying like give it to him like charity, but kind of put him in some positions where he can make something happen if if it's available, as opposed to going out there with sure. the third team line. And maybe go to Jamie Robinson and Duke Cooper and be like, "Look, guys, <laughs> if on, you have man. a chance to pick off a ball, I'm, I'm not you saying understand. That. We need this kid to have I'm, some confidence. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, could you ma- remember DeAndre Francois in that spring game yeah. where Jimbo badly wanted DeAndre to do well, like he wouldn't call sacks. Right. He, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. DeAndre fumbled, and Jimbo's like, "No, no, he was down. He was down." Yeah. <laughs> he wanted DeAndre to come out of that spring game feeling good about himself. Coaches can always set up circumstances where they basically tell their defensive coordinator, "Hey, I'm running this. I need you to run this counter to that. It's going to provide an opportunity here for a window." Yeah, and just to see if he could see it. Right. Yeah. yeah. In the spring, the next spring, Malik Henry looked good. I mean, he was throwing a lot of tight end, you know, outs to the tight end on bootlegs, but that. 
again, he had a really good spring game, and I think that was part of Jimbo's, like, I'm going to give this kid some easy layup throws. I'm going to say that confidence going. I, I think Ira, it would be what a very small. Malik Henry? Uh, let's let's, let's let's not do that. Okay, I think, sorry. I think Netflix is starting another. another <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Perfect. Here, here's what I would do, Ira. I'd make it a very succinct and, and small window where I would give him a couple of opportunities to make some throws that I know he can make, that he'll be comfortable with, that are easy decisions, maybe half-field reads, whatever it might be. But I'm then going to ratchet it up very quickly. I got to know. I got to know going into fall, do I have a dude or not? I, I got to know. And I got to know, is it genuine? Is it not me setting him up so that he can succeed? Because that's not going to happen in a game. If he has to go yeah. in, in a game, it's he, all- make, he couldn't make a deal with Duquesne. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys, we'll yeah, take out. Jordan, Jordan just ran for 300 yards in the first half. We're going to put yeah. this other kid in the second half. Yeah. But could you just not disguise any coverages? Could yeah. Just- Don't make him think. Let's just uh, yeah, or we'll put right. or we'll put Travis back in. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna set records. We're setting <laughs> records on you unless and and maybe I offer him an extra fifty thousand dollars to kind of take a dive. It's already embarrassingly sad that Florida State's playing Duquesne. No, uh, it's not. It's gonna yeah. be a dub, you, man. You want to further you want to further compromise the integrity of the sport by asking them to, gonna, to not cover. That's gonna be the most beautiful <laughs> season opener since 2016, my friend. Yeah, man. It's been a minute since they were they were one and oh. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Wrapping up the hour, Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. We'll get to headliner questions next hour. Looking forward to it, in fact. Uh, I said yesterday on the show, I don't know if you agree with this or not, I still don't think they have, uh, right now, uh, with any degree of certainty, a pass rush off the edge. It could develop. There's some guys I'm excited to watch continue to grow, but I do think that's an area that they're going to have a problem with. They're going to have to do some other things and get creative in order to get pressure on the quarterback. They're not going to win a ton of one-on-one battles and it'll feel more glaring in my mind because of how good they were at it last year, in particular, a guy who may go top 10 in the draft. 
it was funny. Uh, we posted our defensive roundtable yesterday at warchant.com that people can go back and read with all of our comments. And that was one of the topics. And, you know, Tom, Tom Lang was like, well, actually, my expectations were so bad for the defensive ends that, I, you know, I yeah, saw yeah, some, yeah. Some, yeah. some life there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think to me it's 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 they've got a bunch of possibles. You know, they've got a bunch of Derek McClendon could take that next step. Jared Verse could be able to make that next adjustment adjustment from going from an FCS school. Um, you know, Quayshon Briggs, Fuller, uh, yep. you know, Dennis Briggs making the move back to defensive end. It's like, I don't know, man. I feel like you get, there's nobody you would put money on and say, okay, that guy's going to be a really good pass rusher. But no. they've got a bunch of guys who could be pass rushers, right? They yeah, got I, McClendon yeah. could be. McClendon's looked, to me, has looked good. He's the one that I've noticed the most. Um, but then look, man, I, look, Verse – Verse has some stuff that to him that none of those other guys have. It's well, just a sure. matter of, you know, I guess technique, getting better at it. But man, they're in look, he's going up against guys that are probably second teamers sometimes, and he's obliterating them. Like they they can't stay in front of them. Now that's not going to happen against division. That's not going to happen against LSU. You're going to have to have more moves than just going speed rush around a guy. But there's a lot there, man. There's a lot there. Right. He's coming from Albany, but the 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 stuff he has with the size and the speed and the quickness isn't normal. It's just a matter of can he can he turn into something? Which you know we'll see we'll see as this as this month goes on too. We, well, you, refer, you referenced really quick. Sorry, Ira. You referenced really quick um, that you know it's technique. It is technique, and he talked about it. He talked about it in the interview I did with him. He talked about it. Um, you know a little bit, kind of you know pretty extensively, in fact, where his hand placement needs to be. Those kinds of things. He's learning. That's why I, I, I'm not saying that he's not a player or that some of these other guys can't get better. They can. And, and growth is entirely possible. Let's hope that that happens. I don't think they have a, uh, you know, I don't think they have a guy right now on this roster that is just a natural pass rusher that looks like a guy that's a can't miss problem for offensive linemen tackles across the league. I, I don't think they have that guy yet. Uh, and I don't know that they'll have him this year. We'll see. But to your point, Ira, do they have some guys that might emerge as plus players, not dominant players, but just plus players? Yeah, I think they got a couple. Well, and, and somebody in the comments on our thread in the response to the roundtable on our on the Travel Council, somebody was like, I, I don't get this feeling. I don't I don't get this mentality where if we don't have a Jermaine Johnson or a first round pick, that we can't have a pass rush. And that's fair. I mean, teams have pass rushes that yeah. don't have, you know, top ten picks. Uh but I and I think that's where it's gonna be depend incumbent on Adam Fuller and Randy Shannon that, it, you know, you can't, the difference this year is they won't be able to rely so much on that front four. I do think they're going to need to get it uh, from some, you know, the linebackers and, and DBs as well. Yeah. When people say that, I want them to know that what we're saying isn't that you can't have a pass rush, but rather it's less than ideal. If you have to get it in other ways, the perfect scenario for every defensive coordinator is that I can get pressure with my front four. I don't have to bring, I don't have to stunt. I don't have to play games up front. I don't have to do things where I trick you. I don't have to bring an extra man. You don't want to do that, obviously. So we're just saying that they're going to have to do that. And they didn't last year. Here's a little bit of trivia for you guys. Do you guys know who led the 2013 team in sacks? Christian Jones? Mario Lamar- Lamarcus Joyner. Lamarcus yeah. Joyner. With four and a half. So four the team lead, and that's one of the best defenses there's ever been. Yeah. And the they, team leader they, was a cornerback, slot corner. Um, did, uh, did y'all hear that? I just knocked the bottle on the floor. Yeah. Um, uh, that had four and a half sacks. But it, it's not like those quarterbacks had a bunch of time to throw. 
No, and, and, and the key is, and Jimbo used to bring this up, and they bring it up all the time now because of all the advanced stats that people look at. You don't have to get the guy on the ground. You just have to alter. You want to move him off his spot. You got to make him uncomfortable. You need to make him throw from tighter windows and areas of the field he doesn't want to throw. Yeah, you just can't have – you just can't have – it's okay to not have huge sack numbers. Sack numbers. It's just not okay to have what we saw in 2019 or 2020. I think 2020, I think they had 10 sacks and, yeah. and never got pressure. So that's a little different. I mean, it was a bad combo. All day. Yeah. It was frustrating. It uh, was, it was, yeah. I think they're better combo. at linebacker, Ira. I know you were waiting on me to say it. I think they're better. Tatum Bethune looks like the real deal. And then that sets up a trickle down effect, like we were talking about with receivers right. and the problem with losing Winston Wright. Like you like the trickle down effect. If, if, if your one becomes your two, you know, in, in, in a proper way, Deloach becomes that guy now. That's good. Lundy goes down to two or three. Amari Gaynor, those. Okay, good, good. I, I like that. But Thune being the real deal and being instinctive is important. Man, I w- I'd love to see something happen with Stephen Dix, speaking of the linebackers, just because, you know, FSU put out the video from the new locker rooms uh, over the weekend and, and a bunch of the social media posts. And, like, in, in a couple of them, you saw the you know social media posts that the players took. Like Stephen Dix sitting in his locker, man, that kid is so happy. He's such, and you see yeah, the practice. He's yeah. such a like for a guy that started as a true freshman, barely played as a sophomore or redshirt freshman, whatever they call him because of COVID, and then he's still here in year three, just like with the best attitude. It would be awesome to see him take a step and become a, a contributor. But as what? Well, no, I mean. In Middle life, linebacker. Corey, why you got to be such a hater, man? Oh, I mean, in life, yeah. No, <laughs> as a linebacker, man, it would be cool. I know, I mean, I, it's he, we we're judging him based on what he did as a true freshman. I, I'm just sure he didn't play. I'm just saying there's a possibility he could turn into a player, and it would be cool because it's it's pretty rare to have that attitude when you've gone through. Yeah, yeah. He seems like an awesome kid. He seems yeah, like yeah, a good we, teammate. We, we can carry this over the next hour. Some I I, I don't judge him based on him having to play too soon. I judge him for, for a different reason in terms of his playing ability, but I, I, I share your sentiment. I want something good to happen for him. Right. Some capacity on this team. They can utilize that body type, right? Like just be a battering ram on special teams or something. I, I mean, I need him to be an integral player just because we love kids who work hard and stick with it. And even if right. they don't have success, they still have great attitudes every day. They show up to practice. Yeah, that's important. Uh, hour number two, forthcoming headliner questions. Stay with us. Little headlines, 93, three real talk radio and war chant TV.